Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. You're listening to In the NoCo, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Tuesday, October 17th. I'm Erin O'Toole. Author and journalist Rachel Louise Snyder has spent her career focused on social justice issues, violence against women and domestic abuse, and human rights across the globe. In addition to several novels, she's published work in The New York Times, The Washington Post, and The New Yorker. And Northern Coloradans have the chance to hear from her later this week at Colorado State University. Ahead of that talk, we sat down with her to discuss the power of travel and language and her newest book, an evocative memoir about survival, called Women We Buried, Women We Burned. (laughs) You're either intrigued by the title or scared by the title is what I've found. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you you can put me in the intrigued column. Rachel Louise Snyder, welcome to In the NoCo. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. In this new memoir, you write about a formative college experience for you, and that is your time with Semester at Sea, which is kind of like a study abroad program, but your home base is a ship, and you have the opportunity to immerse yourself in the culture and life of multiple countries. How did that experience shape what you wanted to do with your life? That's a great question, because honestly, I feel like that experience continues to really shape my life. I mean, just in ways almost immeasurable. I mean, I really think it was right up there along with, for example, my mother dying. It is one of the primary foundational moments of my life. And my first experience traveling was semester at sea. I had been to Disney World and, you know, like New York City, but I, I was not I'd never left America. So it was just this amazing experience. You know, as Americans, we're often told our way of life is the best way. Uh, But of course, there are a lot of different ways to live. I wonder if you could talk about some of the different ways of life you've observed on your travels and, and how that changed or maybe challenged your worldview back then. I think that is one of the really one of the primary questions of that section of my memoir is what does it mean to grow up thinking one way and then realizing how incredibly limited that is. I remember, um, for example, we went to South Africa. My, my voyage was fall of 1991, in case you have a calculator handy. And we went to South Africa. And of course, apartheid had only been uh, had only recently been overturned. And we'd been told, you know, there's going to be racism, you're going to experience this very different kind of feeling being, you know, we were, I was, you know, white from the suburbs of Chicago. And what I felt there, in fact, was a very familiar type of racism. And that's when I began to understand how racist America was. In, in the fall of 1991, going to another country. I don't think those kinds of lessons, I mean, the thing about travel is that it tells you who you are, not just who you're looking at. And I don't know that I could have defined 
what it was to be American without leaving America. I learned about race by leaving America. I learned that we were, in fact, an incredibly Christian nation, which I would have never thought. But you go to a Buddhist nation and you realize, oh, my gosh, there's so much about America that is, in fact, informed by religious theology. You know, the very concept of justice, for example, could be cultural. I mean, it sounds like the seeds were planted here for your career as a writer and as a journalist, where so much of your work focuses on issues of equity, human rights, social justice. I I mean, for sure. For sure. You know, I didn't put those things together necessarily. Like that was a kind of slow awareness for me um, or slow dawning, I guess is a better way to say it. I knew that I was interested. You know, I had a very um, unconventional upbringing, we'll say. I lost my mother very young. I had, um, you know, I had a a lot of um, experiences that I think most people don't have. I was expelled from high school. I was homeless for a little while as a teenager. And I, you know, those kinds of things, of course, color the way you view the world. So I was always interested, even in my very early days of journalism in social justice. What I, what I didn't sort of put together was the cultural piece of it. And I think for me, you know, one of the biggest priorities of Semester at Sea isn't just traveling. It's not just like kind of empty traveling for the sake of seeing some fabulous site, right? For going to the Great Wall or seeing the Taj Mahal or something. At least when I was a student, I'm sure this is still the case. They really emphasize connecting with people, actual people, right? So in China, we talked to Chinese college students who were just like us. And I think that's where our real sense of shared humanity comes from. And you're able to separate out a government's actions from a government's citizens. Yeah. And this really makes me think about current events, the current situation specifically in Israel and the Gaza Strip. And Mm -hmm. I just think this is such an important notion for us to hold right now, this point of drawing a distinction between people and their governments as as we think about ongoing conflicts around the world. It's, you know, I am, um, my mother was Jewish, so I am by birth and by blood Jewish. I don't practice it because I lost her when I was eight and I don't know. I know nothing, you know, and yet I'm keenly aware of, I mean, I have always sympathized with what's going on with the Palestinians. I mean, I've, I've, that has been my primary support and this, you know, these, this recent, um, action. I don't even know what to call it because it's just horror on on both sides is neither one of these groups is representing, I feel, the majority of their people. You know, neither the Israeli government and it's certainly not Hamas. And, you know, I have to say, I don't want to get us off the topic, but I have to say, like, these wars, 100% of all wars have been started by men. And I'm just fed up. I am fed up with men starting wars. I really am. And they start wars all the way from their totalitarian perches, like in Russia, right down to the to the violence in their own homes. And I don't know, I don't know how we get out of it. I really don't. Yeah. Well, I hope you'll continue to write about it as you do. 
Now, you're going to be speaking at Colorado State University this Thursday for the 60th anniversary of Semester at Sea, which has actually been headquartered at CSU since 2016. What are you going to be talking about there? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the role of language. You know, one of the things I write about in my book is that I began to understand not just that language could could reach someone emotionally, like I kind of already knew that, but what Semester at Sea allowed me to learn was the power that language had to, like in a literal way, save someone's life, the power that language had to destroy someone's life. Language became something that went beyond just capturing the human experience. It was really pivotal in in my my budding sense of myself as a writer. Well, Rachel Louise Snyder, it's been so amazing to talk with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Her keynote address this Thursday at CSU's Lori Student Center is free and open to the public. You'll find a link to register in our show notes or at KUNC.org. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. See you next time.